Welcome to the Choice Magazine podcast, Beyond the Page. I always make it sound like the Twilight Zone, if those of you that are listening remember what that was. Um, Choice, the magazine of professional coaching, is your go-to resource for expert insights and in-depth features about the world of professional coaching. I'm your host, Gary Schleifer, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. In each of our episodes, we go, get this, beyond the page and dive deeper in some of the most recent and relevant topics impacting the world of professional coaching, exploring the content, interviewing the talented minds behind the articles, and uncovering the stories that make an impact. Choice is more than a magazine. For over 21 years, we have built a community of like-minded people who create, use, and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their businesses And of course, what we all want as coaches to impact our clients. In today's episode, I'm speaking with coach Tim Brody, who's the author of an article in our latest issue, Technology and AI, Will It Support or Replace Human Coaching? His article is entitled, Artificial Intelligence May Not Be So Intelligent. A little bit about Tim. He's retired for the Royal Canadian Air Force, that's the RCAF, as we know it, in 2012 as an HR officer with a specialty in dispute resolution and team building. He takes great pride in knowing how he was part of a small and elite team that trained the first ever unit to deploy into a theater of war with an embedded collaborative skill set. As a result of his career experience, he was inducted into the Order of Military Merit. Congratulations. After retirement from the RCAF, he worked with the RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, as an internal mediator and a coach. Tim has complemented his undergraduate degree in justice studies with a graduate degree in counseling therapy. His process style is a blend of Germer and Neff's mindful self-compassion, and if you remember, Rick Carson's Gremlin Taming Method. He's recently published a book for children based on the gremlin taming process. Yay, what a great collaboration. Rick's an awesome guy. Thanks so much for joining me today, Tim, from Nova Scotia, Canada. Another Canadian, welcome. Good to see you again, my friend. You know, it's always a pleasure. It always puts a smile on my face whenever I get a chance to talk with you, Gary. It really is wonderful. Yes, thank you. I feel the same way. Um, uh, So tell me, why did you decide to write this article for Choice Magazine? (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, I write for choice as often as I can. Yes, and you I do, and we thank know. you for that. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's just such a great uh, a great magazine to to, to be published in. Uh, you know the and, and it's having an impact on the world that that uh, I'm hoping to to emulate. So that's why I, I chose uh, this specific article because I really think it's a timely conversation that we need to be having right now and uh, and we need to we need to start having this conversation with a bit of trepidation and a, and a bit of backward glances at really who we are and where we came from and uh, and start slowing down the, the, the process I think yeah well the title why do you say you know, I'm looking at the article artificial intelligence mm-hmm. may not be so intelligent well tell me more yeah do you know uh I started off the piece with a uh, with a short story on on how a uh, a mother was so pleased that her son with autism mm-hmm. had the experience with Siri that he had, and and you know in that regard, uh, I could see 
artificial intelligence be really being a tool that helps folks that don't have strong capacities to connect and have interpersonal relationships you know the, uh, uh, th those kinds of th those kinds of folks that that have uh, have something biologically that that that's blocking them that's not the kind of people that we we have uh, as clients in a, in a coaching paradigm for the most part though and uh, and in that regard I think that the artificial intelligence is uh, akin to the the experience of saccharin uh, you know, it's uh, it's a replacement for something that was natural, pure, and really, really good. Mm. Cool. And oh, what a great! So that was a replacement for sugar, right? Sacrament. Yeah. So yeah. And think about and, it now. Now laying it over the context of the conversation about AI and coaching. Yes, we can have that, but we all will always go back to sugar as as the pure. If we if we become purists in in our cooking yeah. or eating or whatever, yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I like that, Tim. Well, and it's interesting that the, the research is now um, again investigating the link between saccharin and cancer. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, in this regard, I really, I really think that it bodes well for coaches to be able to clearly uh, articulate the distinction between artificial intelligence and the coaching paradigm. And I think that it all revolves around the notion of empathy, uh -huh. you know, because uh, as, as a coach, it's abundantly important. In fact, it's our primary tool uh, to be able to be in a coaching relationship is a strong reliance on empathy. And while artificial intelligence can mimic the nature of empathy, it's fatal flaw is, uh, is an internal bias. And the internal bias from artificial intelligence comes from the way that it was created itself. Right. Humans created our artificial bias, uh, uh, the, the artificial bias uh, in, in the bias in artificial intelligence uh, by using the syntaxes and the binary system of, of zeros and ones. And so artificial intelligence is very, very linear and it's very, very logical, but it doesn't feel. Uh, in fact, uh, that binary nature of artificial intelligence mirrors how our, our minds work. And in the coaching paradigm, uh, that's not where we want to go. Uh, Rick Carson, a, a dear friend of mine, someone who I, I admire greatly. And, and one day, if I can say I'm half the man, half the coach and half the therapist he is, I think I'll have achieved something. But Rick, Rick says this. Uh, the brain doesn't know things. The brain knows about things. The heart, the heart knows things. Hmm. As coaches, we don't want to be up here. We want to be down here where we truly know things. Uh, you know, a, a great example would be a conversation between you and I, Gary. Um, we can talk about the difference that you can change the environment in my room here though we're hundreds of miles apart, um, simply by telling me your story. Uh, we can talk about the way that my heart feels and the hair stand up in my arms when I hear you talk about your yearnings, um, your loves, your innermost feelings. This is the kind of things that coaches need to be able to articulate to their clients. This is why we will always be better than artificial intelligence 
especially around the coaching paradigm and, and the, the healing professions. Uh, I want to tell you just a, a really short story about one of my clients who had a really, really difficult experience. And I remember uh, as he was telling me about the darkness and he had some powerful, powerful, painful stories. I was listening to them and, and I went into an automatic mode of preservation because I was I was hearing his stories. And then I, I started presenting opportunities for perspectives. Well, can we look at this a different way? Can we look at this a different way? Or how about that? Can that be looked at as learning? And this fellow, this is, it was really early in my coaching career. He looked at me and said, you need to slow down. You need to know with me rather than know about me. And that's the power of coaching that artificial intelligence will never be able to get to. No. Um, when we slow down, we know with our clients, we sit with our clients and experience our suffering. And as a human sitting with them, we share that experience. And the tears that come are for them not for us. Yeah. A computer will never do that. Yeah. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for that story too. And, uh, and for the article, I mean, it's that the whole, it was just fabulous. You, you spoke at length about Carl, Carl Rogers and his principle of unconditional mm -hmm. positive regard in the piece, but you gave only passing mention to Pearls and Frankel. Frankel. Yeah. What yeah. did you want to say about them around coaching Ah, uh, gosh. Um, look at for all the coaches. Look, at, I get this. Um, I, I, you know, for for over a decade, I practiced exclusively in a, in a coaching paradigm. When I was working in the military, uh, you know, I was told if it, when you're coaching one of one of our, our our fellow members, if they trip over a mental health issue, you have to take them to a psychologist. And that, and and I, I do that, uh, and I practice the mantra that that um, coaching isn't therapy; it's therapeutic, but it's not therapy. I, I practice that all the time. Uh, after I I left the RCMP, though, I wanted to know what's behind that door that says authorized personnel only. <laughs> and so I I went back to went back to school, went back to um, uh, graduate studies, and and got that master's degree in counseling therapy. And what was really intriguing to me was that the very first book that I read, um, Biopsychosocial um, Elements in, in Therapy, it spoke about the, the varying worlds in therapy right now. And in the very first chapter, on the very first page, there is said coaching. Coaching is, is one of the components. And so uh, I started looking back on all the coaching models that I, I learned. And I started to realize that their fundamental foundations were exactly the same as the funda fundamental foundations that I was studying to mm. become wow. uh, a counseling therapist. Uh, there was there was uh, Rogers, who I think the sun and the moon um, rises and sets on. Uh, there was there was Fitz Pearls, who who spoke about Gestalt therapy, and there was um, uh, there was Viktor Frankl. Uh, who created logotherapy. And uh, uh, I started to see how those coaching models uh, actually came to them. So, for instance, uh, uh, Pearls, who who created Gestalt. Gestalt's a, uh, a German word that really doesn't have uh, an English translation, but really it talks no. <laughs> about... No, 
But it talks about uh, how when we put things together, uh, for instance, uh, we have a, a piece of a puzzle, but when we put the piece of the puzzle in, we're actually looking at the whole picture. And and so Gestalt uh, therapy was uh, centered on increasing uh, a person's awareness, their freedom, and their self-direction. And um, it's not oriented on the traditional notion of 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 solving a problem mm. it's uh it's it's strongly embedded in the notion about mindfulness simply noticing what's going on right. in the world around you and so i i started considering that in, in my my coaching perspective and then i i read in depth about victor frankel and i really want folks to understand the gestalt system or theory of looking at the bigger picture of humanity and, and how we fit and how our clients um, um, strive to strive to, to fit into the, the, this bigger picture of humanity and the salvation and the, the pathway through and that came from Viktor Frankl and so for anyone that doesn't know Viktor Frankl I read his book yeah and search exactly. for meaning oh so incredibly powerful but Viktor Frankl, in 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 short, uh, was a man who suffered through the the Holocaust in in internment camp. His entire family, save for I think one cousin, uh, were 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 wiped out. His wife was his wife was killed. He survived uh, that long experience by bringing up the image of what he called his beloved, his wife, and they'd have conversations. And very early in his book, he says this statement. Um, others experienced in the concentration camp. Uh, he learned that the angels are lost in perpetual contemplation of an infinite glory. What's the infinite glory that the angels are lost in perpetual contemplation of? He answers the question, and uh, and he gives one of the, the greatest insights, I think, in the human experience. He says the angels are lost in perpetual contemplation of love. Man's salvation is in love and through love. Later on, when he, he left the concentration camp, he was able to uh, able to create something called logotherapy, which is looking back on your experience to try to find the meaning in it so you can transfer from post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth and, and you can move forward. But this whole notion of love being man's salvation, when it comes to the coaching paradigm, uh, Gary, I, I, I want to I wanna ask you something. Uh, do you have a single client that you haven't fallen head over heels in love with? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's a fundamental difference. The artificial intelligence will act like it can do that. Right. But the heart just doesn't connect. And if man's salvation is in love and through love, uh, that's that notion of the unconditional positive regard that Rogers said right. is so powerful. We have to be able to show our clients that unconditional positive regard and convey that we feel it. Yeah. So there's not a single client that I don't have uh, that I, that I have that that doesn't know. Uh, uh, they just mean the world to me, and, and yeah. I'm the fortunate one to be in relationship to witness their human growth. Exactly. Um, it's my blessing. Yeah. yeah. It's like we said earlier, um, before we got started recording, it's like, 
I, I absolutely love coaching. I, I can't call it work uh, no. because I love what I do and I love my clients and I love watching their, the impact for them. The, the, I, I like to call them the aha moments. Um, it's more than that. It's, and you know, when they come back and tell you what happened as a result of X, Y, and Z, just absolutely amazing. <laughs> but that, you, you know, know, but that brings up a really good point, Tim, but mm-hmm. that's, for me is authenticity right mm-hmm. but is it yes. really possible to co- for coaches to have a, a authentic empathy with every client experience and if if not isn't it artificial mm. you know that's a, a really great question gary and that's something that i really struggled with for the longest time um, and that the struggle started for me uh when i was in in trenton trenton was the the base where we received all the sad flag rate boxes that were coming back from Afghanistan. And uh, uh, in the program that I worked in, we had the Padres that were working in in close company with us, and they'd they'd be with uh, the widows for the most part of of our our soldiers that were coming home in in, in coffins. And so this, this... uh, Padre once gave me the, the secret to that. He said, uh, you know, when I'm standing out on the on the tarmac and the plane has landed and the ramp comes down, and I'm standing beside the widow and, and standing beside the, the, the children, and um, the emotion might be overwhelming me. He said, uh, uh, if the tears start coming to my eyes and I look at the widow and say, I know exactly how you feel, um, that would be a sympathetic Mm-hmm. perspective because now i'm feeling my own suffering he said though if the tears come to me as i'm looking at her uh and uh and my my thought is i have no how no idea how you feel all i know is i sense suffering right uh, that's an empathetic experience and so if i haven't actually had that other person's experience uh, I can still recognize the suffering and then the difference between sympathy and empathy uh, is simply a matter of curiosity. Let me see how it looks through your eyes. I guess there's one other important thing that I really want to add onto this to tie this notion about the curiosity into the, 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 the aspect about artificial intelligence. And it's this, and, and this is a warning. I really want people to hear this warning. I guess it was about a year ago. uh, uh, You know, I I graduated. uh, I graduated from university, uh, I I guess, about four or five years ago now. And I've got a private practice and and I belong to a number of of other professional associations. And I I constantly get literature from the American Psychological Association. Okay. And I was reading a study through through that, that, uh, that periodical. And what it said was intriguing. Uh, typically, in our our social spectrum, we have um, on tops maybe four to five percent of our population that are antisocial. Uh, you know, they're 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 sociopaths, psychopaths, and, and people that just don't like uh, the the social fabric and structure. During the COVID crisis, that number increased almost fivefold. Consider what that means for for our community and our society at large. 
Um, this this started to show up in things like um, um, uh, the anti-vax movement, the protests, and the the folks that were wanting to tear apart social structures and, and social organizations. Um, the numbers started to move back down, and the researchers went and spoke with the people who had uh, who had shifted from their prior perspectives into one that was more social and, and engaging. And they asked them, what's the difference? What happened? And all of them said the same thing. Uh, we got off our computers. Mm. We got off of social media. We walked out the door and we saw the sun was still shining. Things were <laughs> things were still uh, precarious, but our neighbors were barbecuing and the kids were riding the bikes down the street. And we started to realize that we're still part of a better thing that the and social media was was um, creating a vacuum now look at here's the here's the paradox <laughs> we're talking over social media right exactly this, hello this zoom is, <laughs> yeah this is this is going to be going out over 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 social media uh but when it comes to the notion of being a coach who's with someone who's suffering mm-hmm. check into this notion uh, what's the what's the message that your clients are feeding in? Uh, how can you help them to reconnect with the the fabric of human society? And how can you get them to walk out the door, um, see that the birds are sting, singing, the sun is still shining, and mm-hmm. boy, that barbecue that neighbors got yeah. smells real good. I wonder real if they like a beer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's reconnecting with the with. Yeah with people again. And and I got to tell you, uh, whether you're coaching over the computer or over the phone or over the back fence with a cold beer, um, that human connection simply cannot be beat. It's the real McCoy. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, my, my final, almost final question, I think I already have the answer to in your perspective, but it goes to what's right on the cover. Will AI replace human-to-human coaching? Last words. I, I think the danger is that if we let it, it's a real up-and-comer. Uh, but we have to make sure that we keep our eyes open and realize our heart is more important than our head. I, You know what? I've been saying that too. If we let it, so yes. so here's AI over here doing all its thing and you know going through what it does to become the this little marvel we have. But in the end, we still get to say what we want it to do and when. So yeah. I think a lot of people's fear is that AI is going to take over. Well, okay, if we let it. That's right. Right? Like that's right. AI's been around for a long time. It was let more rudimentary mm-hmm. than it is now. Automate, come on. Who hasn't been on a chat thing with their internet provider or something, especially during COVID, and chatting yeah. with these things, right? Those are just going to get better and more intuitive and help you in a way like you spoke about that child that had autism. It's mm. tirelessly answering the questions that someone with that mm. uh, suffering with that disease would have, right? Mm. So uh, if we let it, I'm going to keep that one in mind because it, yeah. I, I like to say in the end, it's still a machine. There's a plug. We don't like it. Pull That's, it out. 
pull it out. And I think as coaches, it's even more important than that that we find our voice and we broadcast it very, very loudly yeah. uh, to and, and spreading the message that uh, human contact, human interaction uh, can be mimicked, but never replaced. Never replaced. Mimicked or never replaced. Boy, you got lots yeah. of phrases for me today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, you know, and that's why we did this issue because I sort of controversial, but I was open mm -hmm. to the possibility of, of experts such as yourself saying, oh, yeah, eventually it could. But I like that. Mimic, not replace. Like, it's saccharin mimics sugar, but it doesn't replace it. And no. how many times we've gone back to our roots, we've gone back to the be the purest, right? The original That's is it. always the best. It is so. Yeah, it is so. We are. Gary, there, will, are there, the there will never be another one of you. You're, or you. You're, you're the original. Thank you. <laughs> right. There's no saccharin Tim Brody. No, there is not. <laughs> no. Sweet, sweet as all get out and naturally so. Well, and perfectly imperfect. There we go. Great. Tim, yes. uh, what would you like our audience to do as a result of the article in this conversation? Oh, look at uh, If you're in, in the coaching profession, uh, uh, in everything that you do, uh, make sure that your clients know how much the, this human connection means to you and get them to amplify it. Uh, just, just keep it up. Yeah, yeah. connect you. with each other. Be kind to each other. Yeah, Stop we have a, a we have a yeah. commercial, yeah. an eye eye surgery commercial, and the last part she says, "And be kind to one another." Right? It's like right. So, so true. It's not hard to do. We have the no. ability to empathize, sympathize, use it to the best of our ability. Use it for good. That's evil. it. Right. Thank That's you it. so much yeah. for joining us today, Tim, for this episode of Beyond the Page. Um, what's the best way for people to reach you and to find out more about that book? <laughs> Ta -da! This book. Yes. <laughs> this book. Yeah. Awesome. Look, at, um, if, uh, th there's a couple ways you can reach me. You, you can you can get my email and, and check out um, um, my videos and and. Uh, my phone number at, on on my 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 website. Um, it's thebrodies.ca. Um, T h e b r o d i, yeah, yes, b r o d i i s, yeah. .ca. Or if you want to get this book, and and I am so immensely proud of this book. Puzzle okay, pieces well, in the hold park. it, hold it up nicely yeah. to the screen, Tim. Come okay, on. shameless okay. self promotion. Tilt it a little puzzle bit. Puzzle pieces. Tilt, tilt to, it a little. To, puzzle oh, pieces in the park. Helping kids yes. in tough times. Awesome. Yes. Yes. And and that is Rick Carson. I was going to say, oh, it wasn't you. No, it's Rick Carson. Rick, uh, Rick has, cool. has given loving support to this book. He's flying up to Halifax uh, in August for the book launch. And uh, and Nancy Reagan is going to, to, co uh, to host the evening. And Dave Carroll is going to play some great music, and we're, we're going to launch the book. You get the book at timbrody.com, and you go there, you go there, you'll see a couple of pictures of my grandkids, too. I'm so oh, proud. Oh, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you for oh, being here pleasure. and for writing, continually writing for choice. I, 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 We love everything you do for us, so thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thank, thanks for everything you do for the world. The world's better because you're in it. Thank you.
There he goes with that empathy again. That's <laughs> love it. That's it for this episode of Beyond the Page. For more episodes, subscribe via your favorite podcast app like Apple and Spotify. It's easy to find us. And don't forget to sign up for your free digital issue of Choice Magazine if you're not a subscriber yet by going to choice-online.com and clicking the Sign Up Now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy the journey of mastery.